Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast. I'm your host, Leslie. I'm really excited for to my next guest uh, today. We're going to be speaking with Yana Yaneva. Yana is an organizational and occupational psychologist, chairwoman, and a president of the British Psychological Society, Scottish branch, an Amazon bestselling author, a speaker, a coach, and the founder of the first psychology subscription box for women individually and as part of a work environment. With over a decade of experience in the field of psychology, she specializes in helping people overcome obstacles, achieve the dreams they have, and find meaning and purpose in work and life. Whether you're struggling with stress, anxiety, or simply feel stuck, her coaching methods, backed by science, along with her subscription box as follow-up exercises, will help you take control of your thoughts and emotions, understand yourself better, observe more, build empathy and resilience, and above all, become consciously aware of all unconscious shadows so you can reach your full potential as a human being. Outside of her psychology career, she spends time helping people discover their best fit by utilizing behavior and skills. On a personal note, she's also a huge fan of the outdoors and loves to go fishing every time she can. Actually, something I love to do is fishing. I haven't done it in quite some time. So let's get started. Welcome, Yana. Uh, thank you so much for carving out time to be on the show today as part of my self-care series. I've really been looking forward to having you on. No, thank you, Leslie. It's, it's actually my pleasure to be here, to be honest. That's quite an important topic. So always excited to talk about that. Thank you. Well, let's get started. Before we get into our conversation, I like to start by getting to know my guests a little bit better just for our, our audience. So please share a little bit about your life, how you grew up, and then we'll segue into our conversation. Yes, of course. So I grew up in Bulgaria and I was born and bred in the oldest city still functioning in Europe, Plovdiv. So my mentality and, and my behaviors are very much culturally rooted in, in Eastern Europe. So I'm all about family. I'm all about traditions. I'm all about culture. I'm all about just keeping those values life always. and. Maybe when I was early teenage years, I've discovered actually my passion for psychology and then my whole life just followed up with psychology because I went to study, I specialized and I've been practicing ever since. And I've traveled a lot as part of my story to basically find my place under the sun. And thanks to psychology, I would say I've discovered that actually it's not an outside place, but rather an inside one. And I'm currently living in the gorgeous Edinburgh, Scotland. And I would say if whoever is listening has not been to Edinburgh, should definitely come and visit. It's extremely, I can't even describe the city. It's like it's been preserved over the ages. It's very gothic and very historical. And it's like no other city I've ever been to. But that's where I am at the moment. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, Scotland, Ireland, you know, all of those places like that, where there's like that rich history, the tradition, and it's not even just those places. I mean, again, even where you come from, I'm sure there's a lot, lots of rich tradition. I like to see that. I've always dreamt of that. And at some point in my life, I will make that a reality. But I'm really, really happy that you shared a little bit about you and where you are coming from. Again, Scotland is on my if you will, live it list or my exploration list. And definitely when I come, maybe I will come to where you are. I'll keep you, you posted should come visit that. me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So let's get into our conversation about self-care. You know, we're going to get right into the questions that, you know, we've kind of a little bit talked about. So let's talk self-care as in what self-care is to you and how has your definition of self-care evolved throughout your life and career? Yeah, that's a very good question. You know, my self-care definition has changed so many times throughout the years. And I've been influenced a lot by the science. I've been influenced a lot by my personal life experience. I've been influenced by what people expect from me to do as a self-care. But if we look at the actual, the the scientific explanation, um, self-care is literally treating yourself as a little kid. Like have that picture in yourself um, that you're completely helpless and vulnerable and naive little child. And all the care that goes after such a little child, you should basically project backwards on yourself. That's from the psychological point of view. Um, and it's funnily enough, probably up until the 50s of last century, um, there was no such thing as self-care. No one was actually paying attention. And it was probably the last 20 or 30 or so years of this century where science has started really paying attention to self-care to the point now where actually we're going borderline to abusing the idea of self-care at the moment. So for me personally, self-care is not to go manicure and pedicure. It's not to go on a spa. It's not to take a holiday or go somewhere. Self-care is the way I sleep, the way I eat, the way I treat myself when I do something wrong, the way I treat my people around me, my colleagues, my family, my friends. Self-care is putting that foundation um, to help you maintain balance in regards to every aspect of your existence. That's self-care for me at the moment. And maybe I can give a small story here as an example. So I've separated self-care in three main perspectives for me personally. I have a physical self-care, a mental self-care, and an emotional self-care. And obviously mental self-care is pretty much the one that impacts us the most because it pretty much controls your physicality and your emotional state. But as I mentioned in the beginning, I am originally from Bulgaria. Now I'm living in Scotland in a foreign country, which automatically makes me a foreigner. Um, and because my entire family is back home in Bulgaria, my parents and my grandparents, my cousins, everyone, um, and family is so important for me. I've always have that big fear. Will I be able to go back home on time if something happens? Even though in Europe, you can fly within pretty much three and a half hours to every destination. But will I be able to do that on time? So for my mental self-care, I've made a deal with my mother back home. If there is something happening, she will pick up the phone and tell me. So at least I'll have the chance to decide, should I go back or 
is it okay to not go back? And vice versa. If something's happening with me here, I'll pick up the phone and let her know. And that agreement, which is not really something important or something significant that I have done, but it decreases the anxiety, the fear that can potentially escalate to a disease or something even worse, like depression or something, something that can affect my entire work life that I'm having here in Scotland. Um, so that's that's an example that I'm looking after my mental self-care. Yeah, I love that so much. And I, I really like how you honed in on things that are self-care related. So I, why I call what you named as self-care as essentials. You know, this, what you named as soft self-care were mani-pedis and massages, lunches and vacations. Those are all things that I call, those are like celebrations of self. So those are great, but the other ones are more about sustainability of self. So the essentials, like, you know, making sure you have time for your loved ones, you know, spending time with them, honoring yourself, the way you speak to yourself is so important, you know, that self-talk, so important. We don't necessarily really pay attention to it as much, especially if we don't say it out loud. We are thinking it, but we're not saying it out loud. So a lot of the time we're thinking, well, it's not really affecting me, but it is in, in how you are responding to things in your life, how you're showing up in your world. So I really like how you brought that in. And I like that one you know, like you were saying, that agreement with your mom is special. I think that's, it's important. I'm like you, I don't live, uh, I, I mean, I live within a certain, you know, distance hours wise, you know, to get back home to where I grew up. It was in Canada. I'm now in the US and Florida. So I'm looking at maybe a three and a half hour, three hour uh, flight. Same. So yeah. it's the same like you. But again, getting there in time, that's that had always been something I'd been thinking about. And we had talked about, you know, when we were living on the West Coast of the U.S., you know, we were even further away. So now that we're on the East Coast, it gives me, again, that little bit more comfort that I'm closer as my mother is aging, as my siblings are aging, as my friends are aging. You know, we only have one life and we only have so much time and how we spend it is important. But, you know, family has become really important to me. And family is not just my blood relatives. It's also my friends, the people that are close to me. So I really like that you were saying, like having that agreement with your mom to have that communication, like, hey, you know, you know that I'm here, I can come when you need me, but I need, let, let's really keep each other in the loop so we know what's going on in our, in our lives. So we can, if we're, if we're needed to be close by, we can make those arrangements in that in a timely manner. So I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. What boundaries are, or limitations have you set to protect your self-care time? Because again, you know, really what how I'd like to reframe that a little is, is there something like moments of your life that are non-negotiable to self-care and what boundaries or limitations that you may you have set around that to protect that time? Yes, that's a, it's very difficult in the modern world that we live in to actually execute on protecting those times. Um, I have recently actually been in a situation and I've discussed with my closest tribe here in Scotland where I felt so much stretched and overwhelmed with things I need to do and things I need to deliver and execute on to the point where, you know, that feeling of guilt of saying no to something has started piling up. And um, so 
I've realized that and I've, not, I've acknowledged that, that it's getting to the point where it's, it's becoming just too much for me, which is obviously, you know, disbalancing my balance that I'm so searching for. Um, and after discussion with them, for example, I, I felt much better that actually, you know, saying no, it's, it's not supposed to be rude or impolite or you're not supposed to shut the door because you see there is an opportunity there or, or you feel like you're going to and sudden someone if you say no but it's rather not now it's not no forever and so it's those little things um, and it's a big support from from the people around me that I get and people that I can pick up the phone and be like my brain will explode what's happening here and but on another note I have kind of tried to and to build my routine within the 24 hours that I exist in a linear time um, so I have my time early in the morning um, that is only for me before I start serving others um, throughout the day. And that's completely non-negotiable. First of all, because I wake up very early, so there's pretty much no one awake at that time. Um, but also because at first I was struggling so much to wake up at 5 a.m., you know, the 5 a.m. club, so much mm -hmm. struggle. And then I actually started enjoying that so much because it's exactly the time where when the whole city is sleeping, you can pretty much catch up the sunrise. You can hear only the nature at that moment. And it feels such a utopia to actually wake up at that moment. And I felt really excited to actually wake up at five now. Um, <clears throat> and then from seven onwards, I mean, I start serving others. So that's my time. It's right over there, those two hours. Um, and no one can actually take that away from me purely because it's my routine. And I've put it into a place where it doesn't bother anyone, but it's still going to be there for me when I want to use it. So that's definitely one boundary, I would say, that I've, I've created. So it's comfortable for me, but it's also comfortable for everyone else around me. Yeah. I think it's setting yourself up for a win for your day that you feel like you filled your cup, that you're not feeling like... Oh, I, all I'm doing is getting up and going straight to work and everyone else is getting everything from me, but I have nothing really to give if I don't take care of me. So yeah, for me, I'm the same with you. My mornings are very important. I, I rise at 5am as well. I'm like you. And th those hours before I, I get into serving other people, and that's usually, I don't start till much later. I give myself a real stretch because I also allow myself to do other business related things first thing in the morning that are non-negotiable most times. Uh, and I, I like that because that gives me that flexibility of my time. But my time for me specifically, like you, is non-negotiable because that's where I'm filling my cup. That's where I'm I'm honoring myself and getting myself in that mindset to really show up powerfully to help other people. So I love that you shared that. I think it's so important that we have, you know, we protect that personal time because we're important just as much as the people that we serve. And as everyone we, else. Yeah. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't serve, you know, as powerfully as we'd love to because we are, we'd be serving from that empty cup. So thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. The, the, the problem is that, um, you know, you and I have basically started that routine and practice as, as, as well as many other people, you know. Um, but the majority is actually not. Um, there was a fantastic report um, last year from the American Psychological Association that over a third 
of the Americans actually wake up completely exhausted and are so not looking forward to actually live through the day. And that's a massive amount of people reporting that, that they do not enjoy. And the main reason why they feel that way and they, they don't find any purpose or idea to actually live through that day, not just survive, but live through the day, is because they serve others without taking honor in what they do. You know, to, to be proud of what you do requires for you a lot of effort to actually do the right thing, to do it with integrity and to be proud at the end and honored of what you've done. But most people don't do that. They go to work or whatever they, the responsibility is so they can meet anyone's sales expectations. Yeah. And that is such an awful place to be in when you feel like you are waking up exhausted. I think a lot of that too is they're not honoring themselves at the end of their day. I feel like starting your day is important, having that, protecting your time around that, the, a non-negotiable. But I feel like at the end of your day, you should also be protecting your time, meaning having that hard stop so you can start like really winding down, uh, allowing yourself to be able to unwind from the day, unwind from the day's events, maybe to even reflect back a little bit on your day's events so that you can uh, celebrate the things that you've achieved and then be able to go to bed feeling, you know, satisfied and calm and peaceful and setting yourself up for a good night's rest. But, you know, when you don't do that, you know, I've spoken with a lot of women, they go to bed right after they finished working. And some of them work up until like, you know, 11, 12 at night, sometimes in the wee hours of the next day, uh, of the next morning. And then they try to go to sleep. And what's ending up happening is they're having a hard time falling asleep because, They've just fed their brain with information and the brain is trying to digest it. At the same time, they're trying to go to sleep and it's like there's like that war of wills. And so they find themselves, you know, wrestling, trying to get to sleep and then maybe getting maybe a couple hours of sleep and it's not necessarily restful sleep and they're waking up exhausted. So I really feel like there's, it. we have that ability to honor ourselves the beginning of the day and the end of the day, which I think is really important to do. And I'm sure that because of the work that you do, that you've probably had many of your clients having to, you know, express to them the importance of allowing themselves those moments before bedtime to wind down. They're not wound up trying to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's different for every person, um, but there has to be a time, at least once a day, when you actually take that time, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So now, could you share a specific self-care practice that you find energizing or restorative when you're feeling stressed or depleted? Yes. So I have big imagination as a person, so I enjoy creating stuff. That's where I found my passion to be and, and my anchoring as so-called in the cognitive behavioral therapy. So every time when I'm completely overwhelmed of things and responsibilities that I need to do, I go and create something. No matter if it's going to be work-related creation or my personal creation, I'm going to create something. I may create a walk to the beach with a cup of coffee, but it's going to be a creation in my mind. Um. And another thing that I have found that works for me very well is reading. But that, again, kind of affects my imagination. I, I like to remove myself as physically as possible from the routine 
And reading and books are pretty much my way to do that. So are you someone who has the physical book or do you read on an electronic device? Yeah, no. Um, unfortunately, I'm a bit of an old soul. So physical book is is my type. Yeah, I can, I can go to the library and pick up a completely random book that I'm going to sit and read. I may not even read the entire book, but just the whole exercise that I'm going to get ready, walk to the library, search for the book that it's going to kind of, you know, speak to me, let's say, and then just have a read time. It energizes me. It, it gets me back to actually my anchoring situation, my feeling of empowerment, let's say. Yeah, I love that. So that's great. Well, thank you for sharing that part. So my next question is, what's your number one tip for making self-care a consistent habit, even during busy times? That is such a difficult question. And there is much to be argued about advices in that area. Um, One thing that I have observed uh, across my clients and across my friends and family is that self-care looks different for different people. So first of all, tip number one, don't try and put yourself in someone else's self-care routine, but rather gather information and try out things that may potentially fit you at some point. And in regards to blocking time out or, or just, you know, building those limits so you can enjoy some me time, I'm pretty sure out of 24 hours, there is a couple of hours available that anyone can do that. Now, it's the matter of do you want to do that or would you rather do something else like create your presentation for tomorrow (laughs) or review your emails in the meantime? Um, So it's very important personally to separate those two hours from the rest of your entire routine. And just stick to those two hours. Two hours is absolutely enough to restart the brain. Absolutely enough. So if it's going to be one hour in the morning, that's fine. If you're going to lock yourself in the bathroom and just stay there with a book, that's fine. If it's going to be one hour in the evening just because you want to sit and watch Netflix, that's fine. As long as it's going to remove you from the usual routine and it's going to give you that brain rest, emotionally and physical rest, that's all right. It doesn't have to be something major or something big, but it's necessary. So what I usually do with my clients is keeping them accountable and responsible to send me pictures or send me emails about their one or two hours throughout the day. What did you do during those two hours? Um, So they feel that, let's say, guilt, that the psychological guilt that they have to find them now. And slowly but surely, we come to the point where we build the habit. Yeah. And I love that you pointed out that self-care is not the same as everyone else. It has to be individual. It has to be to fit your lifestyle. That's how I always, I also look at self-care. It should fit your lifestyle because, you know, someone with children, their life, their self-care is going to look different how they start their day than mine because I don't have children. Someone who has young children, their lifestyle is going to be different than someone who has grown children. And that's just how we have to look at self-care is how does it fit into our lifestyle? It doesn't have to look the same, but as long as we're finding ways to honor ourselves, I think that's main goal of self-care is. It is a form of self-love. You're honoring yourself. You're loving yourself by making time for you so that making yourself a non-negotiable, making yourself a VIP or if you will, a priority in your life 
so that you show up as the best of yourself, not just for you, but for every, everything else that you do, everyone in your life, they get the benefit of you taking care of you. So I really like that. Now, I do have a final question that I would like to ask you, and it's around what you do as an organizational and occupational psychologist, where you're focused on helping people overcome obstacles and achieve their dreams. When it comes to self-care, what do you recommend for high achievers seeking big goals to help them prevent burnout and sustain the energy and drive needed to keep progressing? Yes, burnout is another word that is popping up a lot in the business world. Um, Again, the last century, I'm afraid. Um, So first of all, I think it's important that people need to identify what burnout means for them specifically and what triggers burnout. Because what triggers my stress will be completely different from what triggers your stress. So you need to kind of know yourself and you need to look and understand your routines and your practices within those routines. How much do you do across 24 hours? And out of those 24 hours, the do that you do, how much is actually oriented into honoring your passions, your values, your the personality that you are, you know, if you are someone who enjoys or, or believes in, you know, being fair or being courageous or being um, faithful, how much of those 24 hours do you actually do something that resonates with those values as a personality? Because at the end of the day, as soon as you put your head onto the pillow and it's you versus you, are you happy and you know satisfied with the day you had? And this is when the burnout actually appears. And this is the problem that we're experiencing at the moment in the corporate world as well. People do and do and do, but they do not share their values in what they do. And we're going back again to, you know, do your things with honor, own your stuff. Make sure that when it's you versus you, as you mentioned, at the end of the day, you know, you can go to bed and and be clear conscious. I did what I thought it was right. I said what I thought it was right because I honored my values. You know, if you're that type of person and because we all have values and I would like to separate values are not material possessions. Values are actually what you treasure in life. You know, when you when you see a person, you click with that person. It's because you have the same values and the same level of moral responsibility. And it's not conscious thing that we do, but it's a very much a collective thing that we have inherited over the years and where we're coming from, basically, from from the background, from the culture, from the country, from the family, from all of that. So first thing first, identify your beliefs and your values. Find a way in your 24 hours that you treasure them. And make sure that you know your capabilities and your limits. You know, when you're put to the corner with deliverables, make sure that you can deliver before you say yes. Because otherwise, you're going to cheat on your values and you're going to feel bad. And when you feel bad, you're going to end up with a lack of satisfaction and passion to do anything. And then we go into depression and physical bad health. And that's burnout. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I've really loved hearing what you've had to share. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm grateful that we're connected, that we've made this connection. Your wisdom and your insights have been inspiring. I love the fact, you know, when you said like identifying your beliefs and your values, treasure them, 
and making sure that you say yes to the right things. And, and of course, like you were saying, learning to say no, not it doesn't necessarily mean it's a hard no. It could be just not right now. It doesn't fit your schedule. And that's okay. Finding ways to actually honor your time will uh, help you to then use your time more wisely and saying yes to those things that matter. So I really appreciate what you've uh, shared. I know that our listeners are going to walk away feeling empowered by your guidance on achieving their dreams while prioritizing self-care. And for those of you looking to learn more about Yana's work, make sure to check the show notes where you'll find all her contact information. Yana, I wish you continued success in your mission. Keep shining your light. We need your psychology expertise and passion in the world. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for everyone listening. And to our listeners, thank you again for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women, uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.